It is another episode of Sideshow Frasier, a podcast about Frasier and one other show from the same broadcast week in history. I'm joined by my co-host here, Jordan Crazy Shirt Man Wilson. That's becoming my new thing, I guess. I think that's all you uh, worry about on podcast day. I don't it even is. think you watch the shows anymore. You just worry about the shirts. I have to. La- I'm starting to shop shirts now for podcast day just to see if I can get you get your goat. If you own a t-shirt company <sighs> or would like to sponsor us for any t-shirt related ideas, uh, typically these shirts have somebody pointing at me or looking at me directly in the eyes, yes. uh, and sometimes making a menacing face, like Santa Claus, or in this case, who's that, Gene? Who's that mm. on the shirt there that's pointing at me? That's Gene. That's what I thought, because Bob, Bob's, Bob's pointing to himself. <clears throat> yep. uh, Tina's like got a fist in the air. Uh, the mom, who's that, Lois? What's the mom's name? Linda. Linda, thank you. Uh, <laughs> she's just got her arms stretched out. I don't know what that's called. It's like a cheerleader pose. She's like, yeah. And then uh, Louise. Louise. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Okay. And then yeah, she's got kind of the same fist in her air as uh, what is that? Tina. That's Tina. That's yeah. 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 I said so. Only Gene is the one really freaking me out there. <laughs> Cartoon characters dead on like that too. When you look them straight in the face, yeah. they're always creepy. I feel like Boss Burger is hilarious. Eugene Merman is Gene's voice. So and okay. just, it's basically just him. So All right. this is basically just Eugene Merman. I'm unfamiliar with Merman's catalog and his work. Eugene his... Merman is like stand-up comedian. He's hilarious. Oh, really? Like this little weird guy. He's he's really funny. Okay. Yeah. I'll, big Eugene Furman, uh, Merman. Merman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, not, not the big. You know, I recognize him. I, I, right. I, I could pick him out. Okay. Of a lineup. Well, I, would you recommend on a scale of a zero to five, five being the worst, zero being the best? Uh, one. Perfect. <laughs> one star rating. 2.5. Gotcha. One to two and a half star yeah. rating here from Jordan with a opposite axis scale. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Just for user uh, ease of ease of access. I think I think that's the way it should be. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. A one star restaurant would be the best. The best. Finest in the land. They're ranked number one. There is stuff that does that though, obviously. You would think. Golf. Oh, true. That's right. Golf is a below the parking. opposite. Golf is the opposite. You're you're trying to keep the points away. Get I, out of here, points! I don't. I don't want to. To are to bunkers rack you up. a good thing? Like sometimes, can you use bunkers to your advantage? Oh, I believe so. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Absolutely. If you've got if you've got a situation in which putting it past the bunker would put you into more danger, sideshow fairway. Then you could. <laughs> then you could. Then play it. Yeah, play it into the bunker. I agree. This I is thrilling conversation, by the way. I think that's why people tune in to Sideshow Frazier <laughs> is to get golf tips. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a special edition of uh, Sideshow Frazier. We are doing episode 18 here. 
Uh, this is the episode, and the whimper is where uh, <laughs> this is a uh, interesting episode where Frazier is nominated for a CB, and he kind of becomes obsessed with winning it. Which, you know, I've seen him more obsessed over other things later in the series, but I guess this is an initial obsession for him. Yeah, I guess I, he wants. He just wants to win. He really does want he wants to, to win. be the best. He wants to know that he's the best. It quantifies his notion that he is the best. I think we'll see. He'll go to extraordinary lengths. Um, what but does, I get what does CB stand for? Uh, Seattle's best, or I'd imagine, or Seattle's, Seattle Beacon, or like C- that's as SB. Yeah, like S E A, I think is how it's um, oh, the front part. I thought of it was it. just like two letters, C B. And then the back part of it is B E E, I'm pretty sure. So S E A B. So I don't know what that's for. But mm. uh, Seattle Beetlejuice is what I'm going to say it's for. That's probably it. Don't say his name three times, though. Okay. Uh, so this one originally aired on Thursday, February 17th, 1994. And there was a huge ratings crash this week. We went from uh, like 30, 30 plus yeah. million down to 16.7 million. Right. Well, this yeah. is the, this has to be, isn't this right around when the Super Bowl happens? Well, <laughs> February, late mid-February? To a degree, Super Bowl doesn't happen on a Thursday night. So oh, I think that yeah. would be irrelevant <laughs> for this particular Maybe one. there was like a Garth Brooks concert. No, no, but I do have the answer Pearl here. Jam. No, Pearl Jam, although big, did not have a live stream going what on happened? broadcast TV. It was the Winter Olympics. Oh, that'll do it. And this was the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding year. Oh, that'll definitely do it then. Yeah. And so I think figure skating was on Tuesday to Thursday of this week. Uh-huh. So people were locked in on sure. that. Uh, so everything tanked. Like was this Seinfeld the actual tanked. night that the Ker- the Kerrigan uh, bar- barrage happened? <laughs> I think that happened before in like a qualifying thing or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. They already had bad blood when they arrived at the Olympics, I think. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. can't recall. Well, I've seen I, Tanya. I know it. Uh, I, okay. Um, does that go into the detail of it? Yeah, I, Tanya. Okay, does it have the... Um, it's a great movie. You haven't seen that movie? I don't... I forget a lot of... I sleep. Yeah, I know, most movies. I know you do. I know you do. I'm sleeping you're, through this podcast right now. I had to wake you up to get it. This is a sleep talking podcast. <laughs> there are some people that have sleep podcasts where you can sleep to them. <laughs> I don't recommend that. This will give you nightmares, but I'm dead ass asleep right now. <laughs> so have fun listening to this crap. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so what happens in this one, though, is Frazier, he comes up to compete against a lot of people that I don't think have been mentioned before. There's like a Mike Sanchez and a few other people, but the big one they drill in on is this old dude, yep. Fletcher Gray. Old Fletcher Gray. And uh, so we'll start at the top here. Always a, always a bridesmaid, never a bride, Fletcher Gray. True. He looked like a Dick Van Dyke ripoff. He did. <laughs> he <very laughs> I was like, oh my like gosh, is that Dyke Dick ripoff. Van Dyke? I'm like, oh no, that's Rick Van Dyke. <laughs> oh no, unfortunate. Uh, so the episode starts where Fraser's taking calls and like giving out advice on cosmetic surgery real quick at mm. the top of the mm. show. It's like, that will never make you beautiful on the inside. And you're like, I, I think they know that. Thanks, I think. Frasier. Yeah, sometimes it's a self-esteem boost or like they're just trying to fix something that's jacked up. Like my nose was jacked up. I think that Frazier, because I mean, we don't know the nature of the caller's like problem, but probably something to do with vanity and or, you know, like 
self-image and you'd think that Frazier would be able to dole out a little bit more uh, advice than <laughs> I think Frazier would be preaching freedom of expression if you want to augment anything uh, that you feel is underwhelming by all means if you want to tighten anything and I'm talking to you specifically Jordan <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend it uh, you know go in there's lots of places <laughs> nowadays that can just pump a few things right in between your forehead oh, there and those wrinkles will just disappear thank god yeah i'm like a malinois i think they is that a dog yep. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the real the wrinkly dog. i thought there's a sharpay it might be malinois <laughs> we might both be wrong so let's <laughs> have no idea i'm terrible i thought a malinois had a big old wrinkly face um you're probably correct. That know. sounds like a real dog. More. My phone's all the way over there. I don't want to. I it. learned everything I know from Best in Show and from the couple of dogs I've owned over the course of my life. I don't know much else about dogs. <laughs> I still have to look up. I'm like, what group is my dog in? Is it a sporting group? And they're like, oh, no. It's no. Herding group. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my, my mistake. Yeah, because there's herding and there's working. So there's, yeah. I think that's unfair to put dogs to work. Unless you're a fire dog, <laughs> you shouldn't do that. What about, what about like... Uh, service dogs are one thing, but they're doing a service. That's not work, is it? I don't know. What was, what's the name? What's Eddie's real name in real life? It's like Godzilla oh, or something. What is it? <laughs> talent <laughs> dogs, you're right. I guess I did not consider high talent dogs yeah. like Eddie. You're right. Let them work. Wishbone. You love them. Come on. I hate that. <laughs> no, you don't. I hate that You haven't dog. given them another chance. Uh, let's move on. Uh, he goes to he goes to break. Throws it to Roz after this surgery. No wishbone talk. Stop. Sorry. S- stop waving your arms at me about wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, Ro- but Roz is not in the booth. She's been upstairs waiting for the CB yeah. announcements. And uh, Frazier initially acts like he doesn't give two craps about this thing. He's like, "Oh, it's the integrity of the work. Mm. I don't do it for the awards, Roz." Uh, but I think he quickly kind of changes his tune. Um, he's, uh, I forget what inspires him. I don't know if she was like, hey, we're really close to being nominated for an award, but he doesn't have it sealed yet. Yeah, he, so think. he obviously like just is is protecting himself from a loss by being like, I don't care about it. That's just, right. just making yourself be like, oh, if I lose, it's fine. And then, yeah, Noel comes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then Noel's there Noel, for a quick Noel, second. Noel pops in and he's like, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, okay. A Noel <laughs> appearance early in this episode. I love Noel. Noel has great physical comedy like his his whole thing is just a clown he's such comic relief and he walked in and he like tried to put his arm on the chair and it like slipped off you know like (laughs) (laughs) that poor man they loved Noel. they never make him cool in anything i see noel shefsky in not cool he's a a badass role well yeah you i guess he could be like a cult leader a cult leader yeah you could, i could see him as a cult leader couldn't you well that's just not a badass role i don't know that that's a cool guy I mean, al zeta's like he could you oh know my gosh. yeah like one of those weird zoltan I cults i don't think you're, we're gonna get censored for that i don't even know who <laughs> listens to this but we're gonna get fined for whatever you just said into the microphone <laughs> who is that zoltar you just saluted yeah oh my gosh don't play this in reverse please <laughs> i think that was some terribly satanic stuff if i'm not mistaken there uh-uh. uh then we go to nervosa niles is upset about a patient who switched therapists he's acting like he got broken up with or something like that yeah, which is a funny little gag i guess taking that, it too personal i mean 
you'd imagine he's just more upset about the cash. Like, if you don't have a waiting list, maybe it's just a patient who is... Now he's got a gap in his schedule. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, hey, well, I was making an extra... You know, that was, that patient came in once a week or something like that. That's an extra... Thousand you know, bucks. Th- yeah. Thousand bucks down the... God damn it. You know, he's like, I can't buy this latte with the mustache foam or whatever <laughs> he wants. Or Sorry, no mustache. No mustache. What am I yeah. saying? Uh, then we get BB. Ugh. Uh, you shudder. <laughs> I'm into BB. I know you are. You I, like an ice queen, I know, but I think she's real. I think she's so genuine and so from the heart. <laughs> you know, no masquerading who she is. She definitely wouldn't mislead anybody for her own gain. No. Nothing like that. Of course not. So we get BB. <laughs> I don't meet many BBs in real life, come to think of it. I know her name's Becky. Oh, and she is called BB. Okay, so maybe BB. I mean, of course, BB also has that like weird old tra- lady. She has like that transatlantic accent from like the thirties. Okay, you know what I mean? That like was she on the Titanic? I'll never get out here, you boy. Like it's like All nobody right. talks like this anymore. See? Okay. Like, <laughs> so, do you make her talk about like really modern stuff? Like, hey, BB, have you heard about Quibby? Like, oh, that uh, quick bite uh, TV service from a few years ago. You're like, oh, yeah, tell me more about uh, Jackbox TV or <laughs> Trivia HQ. Yeah. Oh, I don't know much about that creator, but. So that's like my cousin's grandparents. <laughs> All right. I don't think I know my cousin's grandparents. Man, am I supposed to? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, unless they're you're like the ones that you share with them. Okay, so they're the, other grandparents. So to be fair, the only BB you know is maybe 112. She's not 112. She's okay. like 75. She a big listener? Yeah, hi BB. <laughs> hey BB. She listens every week. Every week. Perfect. She always texts me. Oh. I caught your show the other day. <laughs> What kind of phone does she have? One of those uh, jitterbugs? <laughs> What's a jitterbug? <laughs> I think it's one of those ones that can only dial 911 and like five <laughs> other numbers. With the giant numbers on them? <laughs> Pretty much. Probably. She's got the cell phone version of that. Incredible. And you have to wear it around your neck, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. And you get a belt holster. You yeah. get to wear three at once. Respect your elders, Steve. This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're right. It's ridiculous. It's one reason I'll never buy a two-story house because I don't want to ride up and down on one of those like stair machines <laughs> when I get <laughs> super old. I'm like, I would just stay downstairs and then Lord knows what's going on upstairs. Might be a mess up there. <laughs> yeah, I'd have no way of knowing. That's where I store all my pickles. <laughs> oh, pickles? Pickles will go bad if you store them upstairs. Nobody's upstairs is refrigerated well enough. That's, but they're pickled. Refrigerated. All right, I recant my statement. So we go back to Nervosa, and BB <laughs> tells him that uh, he's been nominated for a CB. Frasier's ecstatic. You like giant pickles at movie theaters? Is Dude, that still a thing? Absolutely, it is. Yeah, but I, you got to be careful. <laughs> I said it's a bucket of pickles. That's here in you got to you got to be careful though, because the, those chili willies, those are big, and that's a lot of sodium to take in at one time, and sodium in that amount will do something to your body that will cause a bathroom emergency. STDs? Big time STDs and bathroom emergencies. Uh, Sodium transmitted diseases? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yep. And you get all puffed up and, and you, yeah. So you have to be careful. Uh, I learned the hard way. How much noise is exerted when somebody eats a pickle in a movie theater? Oh, well, there's a lot of excess juice. What's your strategy? How do you go at it? So if you're trying to be quiet, a trick is that you eat it inside of a cup. So you put okay. you, you hold the cup what and the then hell you are have, you talking, I'm talking about? about how not like you're a psychopath. You the, the you have to strain it off. There's I guarantee you the there's police. a couple of people that know what I'm talking about here. Nine one. You strain strain it off. And then you just have the, the juice in a cup. One <laughs> send. <laughs> They'll do it. <laughs> They'll show up. They'll show up. Steve, don't play like that. It's, <laughs> it's different than back in the day. <laughs> You're right. It is different. Pickle crimes are a very big deal nowadays. You call in a fake pickle crime. That's fraud. That was half of the movie Minority Report, for sure. That's the storyline. Pickle crimes. It has been a while since I've seen that. In fact, I don't know that I finished it. So when BB tells him he's nominated, Frazier doesn't <laughs> seem as ecstatic as I thought he would, but he's still pretty, uh, he's pretty excited. Um. Then BB sits down and Niles kind of does the same old song and dance and just kind of like dogs on the radio show in general. Where he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm not that really, uh, you know, impressed by the awards yeah. or really what he does. He's diluting our industry at large and all that kind of crap." Niles needs to keep his opinions to himself <sighs> yeah. regarding Frazier's That's a, like now you just say, "Hey, congratulations!" Like that's pretty much all you got to say. And to then your you talk brother. shit later. <laughs> yes. Like a normal, civilized human we live, would. We live in a society, okay? Correct. There are rules there are, and regulations. There are rules okay? and regulations. Thank you. Uh, but Niles quickly takes off, says he has to go tend to a sex addiction group <laughs> so they don't spend too much time alone. Yeah, I can't leave them alone together because they're addicted to sex. Which, I mean, has to be a common problem, right? Yeah, because they'll start gambling. So that that's what happens, I think, when... it's. It's a different kind of Russian roulette STD kind of thing right. is what I'd imagine. That's right. And like everybody's just got like EpiPens, but with penicillin in them <laughs> so they can just give it to themselves whenever. Just keep going. Yeah, exactly. You just keep a steady stream Ooh. of it going in there. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> hey, man, you do what you got to do, okay? Don't judge people like me, uh, other, other people. people. <laughs> like, don't do that, all right? <laughs> Uh, so then Roz comes in. She seems more thrilled about the nomination. Her and Frazier have a cool moment there. I guess she had mentioned earlier she's never been nominated right. before. She's been in business for 10 years, she says. So, Which I was trying to age Roz. Because I, know, I think, so, I think uh, Frazier says something about being like 10 years older than her. <laughs> so if Frazier's like he's 35, so they're trying to say that, that... Or no, I guess he's 44. Yeah, he's 40. So then Ross is mid the first episode. But yeah, he, he's 40 something. We established. Like 42, the first episode, I think. So he's like, 40. don't make me remember things when I'm on pills. I know, I understand. Medically prescribed. I said they are prescription pills. Pill, heroin pills. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> what? It's legal if the doctor prescribes it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> are those even a thing? I'm bad at drugs probably not <laughs> that's what, that's what, i don't know I'm sure that they're in some sort of class 
of of you know pill. Yeah, I went to health class once. They didn't teach me much. <laughs> so BB treats Roz like garbage when she figures out she's a producer. Asks her to go uh, get her coffee for her. Yeah. So this is why I like BB. Not because she bosses Roz around. That's a real bitch move. But she's real. You just like BB's cold nature. Kind of, yeah. She keeps it real, dude. Yeah, real selfish. You're exactly right. But she's the kind of agent you want. Uh, you know. Yeah, she's that, a shark. That's the thing. Like, I feel she like... She could be a lawyer just as easily. Good call. That's I. She probably should be a lawyer. Um, well, <laughs> She'd be like a Saul Goodman. Yeah, she probably needs to be a politician, unfortunately. <clears throat> yeah. She'd be good at that. She seems good at backstabbing. BB's American, right? Oh, you know, I don't know what her background is. Because earlier, when I when I was referencing the transatlantic access, I actually was talking about BB Glazer. Or I think that's her last name, BB. Oh man, now I want some donuts. Why? Because I said transatlantic. No, because you said Glazer. Oh, <laughs> isn't that? <laughs> I her want last a couple name? of fresh Glazers. I think that's her last name. Anybody call them Glazers? We pulled up at uh, at a place to get some food the other day, and it was next to a, to a donut shop, and it was like. 2 p.m. and my daughter, yeah, my daughter buddy. in the back seat, they will load you up. My my almost four year old daughter in the back seat goes donuts. She was like, I need a donut. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's yeah. that is the reaction that everybody has when they see donuts. Were they open at 2 p.m.? They weren't. They were closed. We were like, oh, dude, she's closed. They're closed already, man. And see, that's what's tough on the Texas donut places. We only get a couple big chains that stay open, but all the individual shops are independently owned yeah. and operated, and they staff only themselves, and they're open just for their rush yeah. early in the morning. They're so a bakery. Like noon, 11 yeah. or noon. And dude, if you go at eleven forty-five, you get some free donuts. Oh my gosh, it is Donut City in there. They will just let your kids pick out anything. They'll give you all the kolaches left. They'll oh no you, way! Oh yeah, the kolaches. But, yeah, I mean they're not going to give out the day olds early the next morning. It's all waste at that point. <sighs> That's a hack. It, it dang right, it's a hack. Just like my comedy. Uh, let's go. Uh, then we go to Fraser's apartment. Fraser's teaching Daphne how to open champagne, and this is a real funny gag that they definitely start to do more of this throughout the series for sure. Where it's like, let's show how bumbling these guys are. Yeah. Where it's they think they're super fancy, but they're and, very uncoordinated, right? Yeah. Like, and maybe they've even got the advice dead on. Like they've been to the classes, they know everything they're supposed to do. That does not mean they're going to get it right. <laughs> they just don't have the physical wherewithal to like be yeah. that coordinated. So this is a good word where he's like, here's how you open champagne. <laughs> you just hold the cork stationary. You twist the bottle three, three times, times gently. <laughs> and I don't even know where it goes wrong. Does he even twist it once? <laughs> he just like, like barely moves it. And it pops out. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was like, perfect. That, you know, that's a good Frasery, like all time kind of comedy gag. You're like, perfect. Yeah. It'll, it works great. Uh, <laughs> uh, it spills everywhere. Eddie grabs a little sip of champagne there. He licks it up from the <laughs> table, right? <laughs> what a brilliant dog. You uh, can make that dog do anything. Eddie's great, man. When did he like really get moved off the series i know we're not supposed to know that we're only through week one so they only give him a little bit but i feel like by season two or three he was probably minimized a little bit eddie yeah 
I mean, he was around. Maybe no, not. They used Eddie for years. I know he was I mean, Eddie. Like, you know, I mean, I know you know it was Eddie, but I'm saying like he was. They they used his you know comedy for years. They used his right. you know the use of having a dog on set. I guess you're right. I don't remember as much. One of, the like, be- one of the best every moments. Every episode early, I'm like, oh, man, what a nice Eddie moment <laughs> there. And maybe I don't remember as many of those yeah. from some of the other ones. What about like when, when Marty eats the weed brownie? <laughs> and he sees well, Eddie Marty, on TV. Marty and episodes for sure. And, that, he's in the, that, and he's in the commercial. That's for sure. On any Marty episode, he'll definitely be around. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but this was a nice, like, let's shoehorn Eddie in here yeah. just at Frazier's apartment. So I liked it. <laughs> anyway, I don't know when he leaves. I'll figure it out sometime when we get there. Um, but Marty grabs a beer. He wants no part of this uh, delightful champagne there. And uh, Daphne quickly thanks Frazier for including her on, on family events. Yeah. Says, hey, you know, it's real nice of you, man. I appreciate this stuff. Uh, you don't have to do this for me, um, you know. And then, unfortunately, the uh, does the doorbell ring mm-hmm. or is there a f- door knocking? I forget what Bras does. I think it's I think it's the doorbell. Perfect. Yeah. And I feel like Frazier would normally answer his own damn door, but it, for some reason he doesn't this time. It's to stick it. I mean, it's to stick the joke of because he was like, "Yeah, we're all family and equal," or something like that. And then the doorbell rings, and he just like stands and expects her to open it. Yeah, he sits down yeah. and he's just like, hmm. like acts <laughs> like he doesn't even hear it. Basically, we're like, "Damn, power move right there!" <laughs> like, okay, what a piece of garbage, Frazier. Hit the door. Like it's after hours, like you're celebrating something. It's your celebration. You can be the host of this thing. Don't expect Daphne to be your Alfred. Yes. Good gravy. You're Mr. Belvedere. Um <laughs> so one thing Roz mentioned quickly. Who's Belvedere? Is that from a show? You don't remember I kn- Mr. Belvedere? I do I mean I remember he was a like fancy man. But- yeah, he was a butler. Okay, what show was he on? Was he? It was called he Mr. Belvedere. Show? That's what I feel like. He had his own show, right? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. What a show about a butler was terrible. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it would like like the opening scene. Of the, all I all I remember, I don't remember any storylines, but I remember the like intro was like him sitting at a desk writing a letter <laughs> and it's like oh this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a thrill oh belvedere's up to some good stuff <laughs> this week a letter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man looks exciting He's drafting a letter to the local congressman uh but one thing ross mentions when they were at nervosa is that brad mcnamara is gonna be her date and i guess this is a tv anchor and daphne's all excited about that so she congratulates Roz and Roz is like on what the award or Brad McNamara and she's like <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah yeah Brad McNamara, Brad McNamara. for sure <laughs> uh, so this dude must be a heartthrob guy oh yeah it's all I can uh, all I can imagine TV anchors in Dallas eh they're like kind of old a lot of the times they're like kind of I don't know. Not a lot of edge to our TV anchors. I don't really watch the news anymore, so I don't know who the guys are. They're, I mean, they're okay. Like, there's definitely some, you know, some good-looking older dudes for sure. Yeah. Um, and I guess Ross is a little bit older, but there's definitely no like hotties on local news in Dallas. Huh. Not right now. Mm. At least not any unmarried ones. Chip Wagner. Sure. I don't know that Chip Wagner's still out there doing it. Um, Chip, <laughs> if you way are, retired. Yeah, Chip's dead, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Chip. Oh, God 
Chip. Uh, so Daphne and Roz dish about that. Roz mentions that, hey, um, another committee member has put out a full page ad in like, I don't even know if it was the newspaper or a magazine, basically thanking everyone on the broadcast committee for nominating them. Yeah. So just some public self-promotion and also just kind of greasing the wheels a little bit with the committee. And Ross kind of says, hey, this is what everyone's doing. It's a kiss-ass move is what it is. And she goes through the list of what, hey, I heard these people are sending, you know, this type of gift. I hear these people are doing this. So ever during this, everyone Ross mentions who's been nominated against Frazier, Marty keeps jumping in. He's like, oh, I love them. Oh, that guy's great. <laughs> uh I guess they mentioned that Fletcher Gray was nominated. Yeah. I don't know that Roz obviously ever mentions that Fletcher Gray is sending anything or doing anything. Yeah. Uh, and that'll come up later. But Frazier jumps right on this. He says, we could throw a party. We could do an event. Uh, but he goes to his Tiffany catalog. It's high dollar. Tiffany's? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I've never looked at one of their catalogs before. I've never even thought about shopping at a Tiffany's. That's jewelry. They sell jewelry and they sell everything, my man. It's just super, super nice. I can tell you that much. Um, I like I said. I think they were looking in the catalog there at like cigarette holders. Uh, you remember maybe mentioning that? Yeah. Um, I said they would sell anything. They would sell like dumbass paperweights. They would sell oh, you know like what? glass, My- <clears throat> like crystal. They would sell. No, that's plates. not true. I was looking. Would- I, I was looking for you know those like famous Tiffany lamps with the like colored like stained glass, and they're like kind of small. And okay, you know them if you saw them. I know the ones from Chili's, kind of like that. Yeah, but it's like a lamp, and so it's like that kind of lampshade. They would sell watches, tote bags, earrings. high-end stuff, high-end things. Right, and like good gifts. Like if you see the Tiffany name on it, you would know it's a high-quality product. So probably a lot like Neiman Marcus, but 10 times a million bajillion times better. Like crystal and diamonds. In their own brand. Like Neiman Marcus is just a retailer of other people's brands or whatever. So Tiffany has like diamond mines. Yeah, like you said, <laughs> who's Tiffany? I think it's the last name or the like founder's daughter's name or something like that. No, like, that was a bit on The Office. Who's Tiffany? Amber <clears throat> Thiessen? No, she's um the founder's, Kelly da- the founder's daughter on uh is is a bit on the Dwight does on The Office. Oh. I haven't seen she's the office. Ti- she's Tiffany. Wait, wait. <laughs> you don't know this. I'm sorry. I don't know that show that you're speaking about. <laughs> is this a new show here in America? Is, I assume it's about an office place, a workplace. Is that the one with the cavemen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. How did it do? Terribly. Oh, okay. Yeah, bombed. Bombed. It had that nice Steve Carroll in it. Mm-hmm. 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 Delicious man. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in some stuff before. What's your favorite Steve Carell movie? Oh. Movie. <laughs> movie. If I'm speaking legitimately, uh, is it the the way back, way way back? I can't remember what it's called. It's a little indie, more more indie film. It's not that indie. It probably know. had a pretty decent budget. 
Uh, it's a good one. It's you know pretty melodramatic film. Is it, it the one where he's a tennis player? No. Oh. Uh, he's just an asshole dad in that one. Oh, okay. Um, or he's like a stepdad or some crap like that. Okay. So the movie's more about his kid, uh, just working at some water park or something like that. Okay. Uh, it's a good little film. It's the a nice one. Um, I never liked what's it called. Uh. Bruce Almighty. I know he was in that. Mm-hmm. Anchorman was fine. Yeah. Those were good films. What's he? He does a lot of random stuff lately. Uh, in, big was, Short, he was good in. Yeah. I liked him in that. I think he was in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, wasn't he in that one? Okay, I missed that one. I need to go back to that one. I think he was in that one. That was a short story that I read in, in school. I remember that one. It was a good short story. Once I found out it wasn't The Secret Life of Walter Matthau, I was out. Oh, that's what you were expecting. That's what I heard was coming out. And then I saw the, I went to the box office and I was like, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> I came Who's here for Matthau. Who's yeah, Mitty? exactly. Who's Mitty? Is that his nickname? And then I looked it up real quick and they're like, no, that's not his nickname. It's not Matthau. This is a whole other guy. Oh, uh, that's a shame. I was like, well, where the hell is Jack Lemon here? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> he's been dead. Buddy, you got the wrong movie. <laughs> you got the wrong movie, sir. You're in the wrong place, my man. <laughs> There's no math out movie today. Your whole life's a goddamn cartoon. I can't help it. <laughs> I, you know, I love cars and, you know, I love music, so I can't help it. Um, but Marty does not like this whole Tiffany catalog business because Frazier basically just wants to send gifts. He's yeah. like, hey, we'll send this stuff out to committee members. We're going to outdo wants everyone to, else. to buy that award. That's what Marty implies, that any award that you have to buy, it, it's just bribing your way into it. Sure. Why don't you just go down to the trophy store, basically? And hey, have you ever been to a trophy store? No, I they, haven't. Dude, they kick ass. <clears throat> I was about to say, I'd imagine everybody There's, everybody feels like a winner in a trophy store. It's more just cool because you like forget how many like weird sports there are and stuff like yeah. that. And you're like, wow, bowling trophies are kick ass and stuff like that. Right. Because that guy's got his like leg kicked out. And then there's is that a, a is that a curling trophy? Yeah, and like you can get like almost like World Series style trophies with like tons of flags and pennants and shit. I um, bet they're expensive. They're like this is ninety oh, yeah. seven dollars. Yeah, per trophy. Yeah, they're like you can have one of these for your league, but you don't give these to everyone. Right. You know, that's not a personal trophy that you do. They get have non sports trophies, just like regular people achievement. Trophies? Yeah, you, I, I mean, I don't know about regular guy. Like he sat on his couch for a whole day. Yeah. <laughs> Give them the man on couch award. Because I would like open up like an an account for that kind of thing. My kid's room would be full of trophies at that point. Be like, yeah, my dad gave me a trophy for cleaning up the backyard this one day. I mean, (laughs) like a cleaning trophy. I bet you could probably get something pretty close. Like I bet there's probably a broom one or something where they'd be like, yeah, we've done a janitorial awards. Uh, (laughs) Oh, great. We got a contract with them uh, every every year. Yeah, that's easy to do. We've done those. That's that's the best street sweeper award. This trophy store is in downtown McKinney. Sweet. I don't know that they talk. Like a New Yorker, <laughs> but that's the place. Well, I moved I'm down here, though. I was. I used to live. Uh, I used to live on the East Coast. Yeah, I'm the guy. I'm, I'm, the, the, I'm the trophy I'm the, guy. I'm tro- I looked around. You guys didn't have a trophy guy. I said, "Hey, it's me. Hey, Mario, trophy guy." <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like, and I, my name's not even really Mario. My name's Michael. But <laughs> everybody calls me Mario for some reason. <laughs> it's annoying. But uh, <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> 
Poor why Mario. Do, why, do, why do people listen to this crap? <laughs> the numbers are growing. It's shocking. <laughs> it's shocking. Shocking. It does shock me every day. I'm like, wow, how are more and more people actually listening to this every <laughs> week? All right, well, on that note, hey, leave us a review out there. Go give <laughs> us some stars. Follow us on Instagram. And remember, it's on a flip scale, so one <laughs> no, means good. No, no, that one's and, not oh, on a flip that, scale. I thought it was. No, no, give us fives there. Please don't bomb us with one stars. I love you to pieces. Bomb us out. It's still on the five star ratings. Bomb us with five star reviews, please. Or don't. If you do hate it and you've listened to this point, I'm sorry. It's on the flip scale for the people that hate us, though. True. It is. If you hate us, they flip it. Flip it, please. Uh, So we go to the CB Awards. Marty is in attendance there. So everyone got to come. Marty, Daphne, the whole gang. Yeah. Uh, Frazier runs into Bob Peterson from the voting committee. And uh, that guy for uh, thanks Frazier for the bathrobe. What a jackass. So Frazier oh, sent Frazier, out robes. Yeah, from Tiffany's, probably. Yeah, damn right. It was a Tiffany's robe. And so we'll see that Frazier sent out a few different things. He kind of like picked the gift for the committee member here, or he sent a huge grab bag of stuff. Like a swag bag. He might have. Because, uh, yeah, then another committee member walks by. Thanks, Frazier, for the watch. Mm. And this was a uh, female member of the committee. So, so Frazier probably dropped a few grand. <laughs> Yeah, oh, probably more than that. <laughs> he wants this award. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> Marty spots old Fre- Fletcher Gray over there, goes to shake his hand. Uh, and then <laughs> good Frazier makes mention to the keychains that he gave everyone, how they filled up the valet board. <laughs> so again, he gave out keychains <laughs> to like every single committee member, clearly a bathrobe, a watch to some people. You know, if he was going to be a little bit more classy about it he could have given gifts to all the other nominees in his field i wonder if that would make them more angry or if that is a sign of class what a pompous guy (laughs) yeah i bet if like you win it looks like a real d move but if you lose it probably does look very classy you're not wrong yeah i think you're right like that probably is the classiest thing you can do if you were a loser and you also get everybody send else it. a gift. Absolutely, for, you know, I think that is a very classy move. You're correct. Mm. I rarely a little pretentious. I rarely yeah. agree with you yeah, and no. speak seriously. <laughs> this, is a, this is a rare moment. Cherish this, <laughs> please. Log this into your memory. Yeah, I'll be gone because you'll never someday. access this again. That's right. This podcast will be deleted. This I'm not even posting this. It's not even recording. Yeah, right now, I'm deleting it now. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back after a long fight between each other here. Uh, Steve Shackelford, Jordan Wilson, Sideshow Frazier. It's a show about Frazier and one other show from the same broadcast week in history. Uh, yeah, I'm one of your hosts. Sorry about that. Uh, so, Roz couldn't get Brad McNamara because a hospital went up in flames and uh, Brad has to go cover it for his news job. No. So he's a field reporter. I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I thought he was an anchor, but I guess he's a field reporter. I guess anchors can go off the desk, yeah, as they call it. And then in the biz, they say sometimes people go, this is the biz. True. I say, will say that makes more sense because there are field reporters who are a little more hottie-rific. Yeah. That's going to say the desk anchors. I was like, we don't really have any like hottie desk anchors. But Usually they don't wear pants behind those desks. I wouldn't. I, I mean, either. well, I take that back. After Matt Lauer, you have to. That's true. You have to. That's true. Do it. 
I encourage everyone to wear pants at all times just to be safe. Even while you're using the restroom. Oh. <laughs> this this, has, been, once you this commit, has been another nugget of advice from yours from once, Steve Shackelford. Once you commit to adult diapers and you just keep stacking, like you don't ever have to take your pants off again. Just keep stacking? Yeah. I mean, Steve, the smell there, is outrageous. There are flaws in this strategy. The bacteria, the smell, lots of it's awful. Mm. Anyway, we shouldn't harp on this for too long. You shouldn't reveal your secrets. I mean, Steven. I wouldn't take anything too lightly when we're talking about pants safety. All right? People need to keep their pants on. It's a problem out there. Well, Matt think, Lauer proved it. You think that they should come up with some, you know how like in the 90s, they had a bunch of different designs of pants for to be more functional. They had Jinkos with multiple pockets. Big, you could put a whole computer in your pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People used to do a, a whole computer in like a pair of skates in their pocket yep. with Jinkos, which are making a comeback, by the way. But they also had like tearaways. Yep. We had the pants that would like just zip up at the bottom. We had pants that would zip all the way off. We had pants that would zip off at the knees to convert into shorts. Mm -hmm. So there was like many different styles of pants. Do you think, being that it is now the future, that they should have or should be developing some pants, uh, like a new invention? What's new in the world of pants? I think to prevent people taking their pants off when they shouldn't, we need a club for like pants. A pants club. Yeah, exactly. So the one that used to go on your steering wheel yeah. that you would. Lock. I sent you a picture of one the other day it, some it, that I saw in the wild. Somebody had on their steering wheel. And I think it's going to take like a nuclear thing. Like two additional people have to be there to unlock the club at once. It's like two keys. Exactly, two keys for okay. the club to make sure your pants can come off while you're at work. For consent purposes. So it's similar to like a chastity belt. Exactly. It's a chastity belt for working hours to make sure that... <laughs> pants stay on. Yeah, your pants stay on. None of this lower crap anymore, okay? okay? And you're saying that everybody needs to wear... Uh, just suck it up and wear adult diapers. It's the only this. way. I mean, if you know another way, let me know. And I think it will prevent sexual harassment because who's going to want to grab a diaper butt on a woman? Man. or another man you just fixed it i think so I think right? you just fixed it actually buddy it's ridiculous that's what we do here but i think i think you might have just fixed the entire problem of sexual harassment it's good steve that's that's really good issue solved so roz doesn't have the hottie mcnamara she shows up with noel shefsky as a different kind of hottie <laughs> hey for some people he is the right kind of hottie you're not wrong about that he's got a look i love noel I mean, you can grease up his bald head, and I don't know what McNamara looks like. He might have been like a Lex Luthor kind of hottie uh, where you could grease up Patrick Stewart's bald head. What's the guy's name? I want to see if he was a real guy or if it was just... uh, Patrick Stewart's a very real man. Patrick Stewart. Brad McNamara. Brad McNamara. Niall shows up. Daphne asks him to rub her feet uh, because she's wearing new shoes. Niles agrees, uh, but this never goes down. Uh, you don't see Niles get down on his hands and knees and start rubbing Daphne's feet. Uh, she's just asking everybody. She even asked Noel earlier. Brad McNamara is an Australian cricketer, by the way. That makes sense. Plays cricket. I mean, I knew that already, so I didn't even bother looking it up. At least this one does. Uh, Marty returns after speaking with Fletcher. He says Fletcher's been nominated for the award 11 times. 
and has never won. Then Fletcher walks over, comes over and introduces himself to Frazier. Says he'd really love to win the award someday. Says he, this year, he even almost considered campaigning for the award by sending out gifts or putting out one of those ads or whatever. (laughs) He's like, but can you imagine what a guy like you would have to say about how self-absorbed that would be of a guy like me or people like that? He's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So he really twists the knife. But, I mean, Fletcher had to have known that Frazier was one of the people sending out gifts, right? You'd think. He's got to... Maybe he's not plugged in at all anymore since he's... So old. What do they say Flesher's show is? What's his content that he does? Oh, gosh. They said the name of it, and I forget. Um, But it was... It it seemed like a news... Because this was like his category. The category they're nominated for is Outstanding Achievement for Informational Programming in Radio. So his sounded more like a news thing. Yeah. Um, It didn't sound like a news opinion. It sounded more like a hard news like NBC tonight right. or just like straight news read or whatever I'm the man who sends you the news I'm gonna take you in I'm Fletcher Gray here's what's going on in the world tonight with Fletcher Gray yeah where it's like I don't think he was trying to be exciting probably I think he was just trying to do his thing right um newsman but yes uh he's a very lovely man so he wouldn't campaign his elderly mother even <laughs> oh, yeah. flew into town She's been flying in for 11 years straight from Scottsdale. Hey, she can barely get on the plane anymore, <laughs> Jordan. Make a point to say that. She can barely make you feel all bad. Like, oh, God, he's got to win this year. He does. He's got to win. Uh, BB Hunters lets Frazier know that the gifts are working great, baby. She's hearing from everybody that, hey, this really helped you, Frazier. Great job. And it People- grease the wheel, Frazier. And then you're like, of course, people love getting free crap. Yeah. Like, what a rip, you know? Just it it's fine. Marty was right on this one, unfortunately. Or maybe not. Like, but didn't seem like Fraser needed to give the gifts other than getting his name in there, maybe for the next year. But then you've got to set you set the precedent so high on your first year you gave out Tiffany stuff. Yeah, right. Hey, you gotta buy Tiffany crap again next year, or do you pull back? Yeah, because if you do it one year, don't win, and then again, you're nominated the next year, and you don't do it, then they're definitely not going to vote for you. They're going to be like, well, psh. Yeah, you just ticked them off almost. It's and, and even if they're not like, gosh, he didn't give me a gift, it's more like, how pretentious was it that he gave me a gift last year? Like He, was, he must be real sour at us. Yeah. What a jerk. He's a sore loser. Exactly. It's not going to work out any way that you go about it. Yes. Marty was correct. He should have just avoided this altogether. Mm. Uh, so Marty's overhears all this from BB about how the gifts are working great and stuff like that. Um, so Marty's very well aware that, hey, Frazier went ahead with the gift giving. So Tried to bribe his way in. Yeah, and he hasn't scolded Frazier yet at this point. He's just kind of sitting there observing the whole time. Uh, BB also says some shit about Fletcher real quick about I was just some dumb old man or some crap <laughs> like that. You're just like, again... It seems like whoever BB's with, she'll just pump up who she's with and then move yeah. on or whatever, oh, yeah. you know. And that's why I love her. I know you know? Too. Uh, the award show starts. The host quickly announces that they do have some news. Fletcher Gray will be retiring this year. 
seems like an odd time to announce it at the beginning of an award show that, hey, one of our nominees has decided to announce on awards night before the show, <laughs> I will be retiring. I thought they were going to queue up like a like a slideshow, you know? I thought, <laughs> that would have actually made more sense. remember you. Okay, if it was coordinated like that, that would have made more sense, honestly. <laughs> this seemed like a last minute, like, thing or i think they only do that when you die though that's probably true because <clears throat> because it, it has to be like it has to have a picture of them and it has to say like 1921 to like 1994 have you worked on your death slideshow yet i've been working on it for many years yeah i keep a running a running uh it's, it's gonna be a very long slideshow I want mine to all just be ridiculous photoshops and AI photos of me doing incredible things like, that I definitely never did. Jesus, like yeah, like skydiving with like a glass of champagne and a dog or something, and like yeah. standing on a jet ski, yeah. you know, just holding fireworks that are spinning What's off. Dude, you got a bazooka on a yacht. You know? <laughs> yeah. it's like what is going on in this <laughs> man's life? All the opposite things of what I really do, like. He had motion sickness. What do you mean? He definitely did not stand on the back of a jet ski. That'd be pretty amazing. You've got like a VR headset on floating in like the International Space Station. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Steve led a glorious life. (laughs) That only works if like I die now and like the technology they're like, was that AI or did he like do that? And I just didn't know. (laughs) In 20 years, it'll be too easy, and they'll all be like, he's full of crap. This is all fake. Idiot's still trolling us. Pretty much. He made us listen to that dumbass podcast about TV shows from 30 (laughs) years ago for some reason. Where they barely stay on topic. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Look, I run a tight ship here. I know you're the quarterback here. I run a tight ship, okay? I don't allow for tangents. I don't allow for tomfoolery. I don't allow for roughhousing, horseplay, any kind of off-topic uh, chicanery. None of these things. All I'm right, ju- I'm just along for the ride, baby. That's that's what you know. That's my role. Uh huh. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we find out that Fletcher Gray is the only one who is his own producer. So they go around. They say they're going to start with this award for informational programming. So good for Fraser. We cut right to the chase. Yeah. We don't have to fucking wait on anything right um but everyone else it's talent producer talent producer so you know like dr fraser crane of the fraser crane show producer ros doyle but fletcher gray he was the only one who it was talent fletcher gray producer fletcher gray this workhorse man like the whole thing what a beast (laughs) he's retiring without getting his achievement award oh ridiculous Mm. uh so then the tension builds. They're all waiting to see who's nominated. Frazier's, you know, kind of on pins and needles here. He doesn't want to win. He kind of wants Fletcher Gray to win, but at the same time... He wants to win. He wants to win, so he's torn. He's also like five grand in the pocket, or in his pocket for yeah, all the that too. <laughs> and so then they announce there's been a tie. Mm. And he's like, oh, well, perfect. I can split it with Fletcher Gray, and then nobody comes out looking poorly here. It's like the best possible solution. Absolutely. And the winners are Wendy Yashiro and Mike Sanchez. <laughs> so neither Fletcher nor Frazier has won this year's CB Award for Informational Programming and Radio. Bad beat. Bad, bad beat. It's a tough lesson. It is a tough lesson. I put his eggs in one basket. 
I guess it must be the most prestigious award. So, yeah. you know, go for it, I guess, with everything you got. But now only Fletcher Gray goes out on top as like having done it for the work sure. and not having done it for the awards. Where even Frazier very quickly realized I was doing it a little bit for the award here. Fletcher and for the and for the gain that it would because you know having something like that on your resume, you could probably go to any radio station and negotiate a lot more money or whatever. So it, it was a it was a career mover for him, but for Fletcher, it was a career topper. And it was a like, you know, something that would have you know put a nice little cherry on top of his entire body of work <laughs> it's true yeah i will say fraser is crushing it to get nominated after one year i do have to tip my hat to old fraser it's those bus ads it, it's the what oh the, the bus, bus ads. ads the shirtless bus ads yeah I don't know that he was shirtless yet. I think some kids made him shirtless. They like graffitied it on the side of a moving uh, bus with uh, rollerblades. They're like, (laughs) we could do this as long as it's not parked. We have to keep it moving here. Uh, But the the shirtless stuff definitely works on old Frazier. So then we go back to the CB Awards. It's the after show now. Roz and Frazier are drinking. Marty, again, very nice during all this. Just tells Frazier, hey, he feels bad. So... He heard everything about the gifts. He was not a fan of it. This is one of the first episodes I didn't see Marty like chew his kid out for no reason, basically, you know, or not for no reason, but try to say I told you so or get into him with it about some stuff. Uh, Then Nola's still hanging out. Roz gets rid of him. I thought for sure Roz was going to go home with Noel right here. It definitely seemed like Roz had been drinking enough to be like, all right, Noel. Let's do this. I don't know that Roz would, without an exceptional amount of alcohol, I don't know that she would stoop down to that level. All right. I would. With Roz or Noel? With Noel. There's no stooping down to Roz. Roz is a catch. (laughs) That's true. You kidding me? You only wish that you could tame someone as delectable as old Roz there. Perry Gilpin, man. She, mm. Yeah. The gilp. The gilp, they call her. That's right. In, in certain circles. Gilpy. The gilper. Big gilp. <laughs> it's like big gulp. It's just one letter big off. Big gilp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why? That one stands off. I'm fine, I'm I like, fine no, with that no, pinch. That's the thing. I'm okay with that. It took a second to set in. I like it now. Yeah, exactly. It's a drive homer. Big gilp. Yeah, the big gilp. Mm. I think she'll like it. Let's tweet her after this. <laughs> Hey, Big Gilp. Hey, Big Gilp. She'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> My nickname is not Big Gilp. Who are these people? If there's any Photoshop people out there that want to make me a Big Gilp, like, actual cup, I need you to, like, print it up and reproduce it and do all that Put stuff. Put it on one of those weird, like, giant 64-ouncers. Oh, yeah. Those the big huge boys. big boys that there's no cup holder on the planet that'll fit it. Oh, yeah. The guzzle jug. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I love those things. Um, so... Frazier comes over to the table, grabs a drink, and gives a nice pep talk about how, you know, none of my career has been about the awards, that it really is about the body of work that I, you know, put together here. I see you roll your eyes like a real cold-hearted bitch, Jordan. That's why I love (laughs) you. That's why I love you. That's why I got to start acting like BB. Uh Uh-huh. That's the way to my heart. You just act like BB and Steve will like you. Pretty much. (laughs) So uh, Frazier is in awe of uh, Fletcher's determination. Roz 
devastated here. So she's just crying her eyes out. Yes. She says the world's full of winners and losers. Seems odd. This is the first time she's been nominated. She lost once. So what? Right. You know, like Fletcher you, had clearly been in radio since, I don't know, the 1900s. <laughs> you know, like he'd only been nominated 11 times. You know, they might have given him that nomination 11 years ago, thinking that was the last time he was ever right. going to do it. They're like, certainly this old man is about to hang it up, right? Like, Nobody wants to listen to him anymore. He's still talking about Vietnam, and it is 1982. It's ridiculous. We've got to move on. So that's what I think is that Roz is going to have plenty more time. She's a young woman. Yeah. Um, Fraser attempts to cheer her up until Miss CB walks over. Hottie and a half right here. <laughs> What'd you think of Miss CB? Did she uh total nineties hottie? Absolutely. Right. I thought it was very rude for her to walk up when somebody when when there's a when Fraser is consoling somebody who's crying. Nope. And it's like rebound time. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's go get a drink. That's a no, she saw power. He's she was like, look, busy. that guy's dumping that girl. I, I am in. That is a celebrity who's like, I'm too good for you, lady. You're out of here. Steve, if you like that kind of thing, have I got the show for you that I've been watching with my wife for the past like week and a half? Golden Girls? Nope. It's called Vanderpump Rules. Oh, I'm all about the pump. Have you been watching Pump? Do you know, no, you know I, Vanderpump? I, I mean, I'm familiar with who I gave Ms. It a chance. Vanderpump is. Oh, it is. There are, it's... So, you know me, I like Jersey Shore and I like all the, you know, all that trash and this fits right into it. It's great. It's great. And now I'm like invested and I'm like, well, Jax did that to Ariana and Ariana or, or you know, to whoever the fuck he's fucking that week and like, yeah. I wish there was a network called All That Trash oh, that they just sh- played well, All called, That Trash. It's called Bravo. Oh, well, hey, you know, Bravo is a <laughs> premier prestige network as I recall. They still got Top Chef. Called, that can't be trash, it's right? It's Bravo. <laughs> They've still got Top Chef. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. The network's not trash. It's the shows that they put on there are within All That, that Trash. Within, they're All That Trash, yeah. I will give the pump a try. Uh, you would like it. If I you love like that snow kind of cone thing. pumps. I love all kinds of pumps. Uh, the Reebok pumps. Uh, those were incredible back in the day. So I'm down with the pump. Sweet. Pumpers, I'm here for you. On our sideshow, <laughs> we go to Family Matters, Season 5, Episode 18. This is the Psycho Twins. And we had another episode picked out for this week. But like I mentioned earlier, it was Winter Olympics, so there was like barely anything on counter programming against it, and everything that did just got clobbered in the ratings. Right. So I get it. We could have picked a Winter Olympics event and watched that, and then done a sideshow on it. I considered it. There's always also like a Danielle Steele made for TV movie or something like that <sighs> that's on there. Where I'm like, hey, that's, we might want to do one of these sometime. Don't be like, done with that. Yeah, I'm like, these are kind of incredible. These early 90s made-for-TV movies. That'd be a lot to talk about. That's the problem. It would be a five-hour show. I mean, I couldn't stop. I'd love it too, too much. (laughs) Uh, So, Family Matters, Psycho Twins. Urkel, in this one, he demonstrates his latest invention, something called snooze juice, (laughs) which for some reason he says is a potion meant to allow police officers to easily apprehend criminals. So they're supposed to give it to the criminal. It makes no sense. He basically just has roofie juice where he's (laughs) like, hey, I can knock a person out if you make them drink this stuff. make them drink it. Like, okay. Get them to drink this. Yeah, so if police get somebody to drink this, they'll 
fall asleep, asleep for long periods of time. You're like, okay, you yeah. made NyQuil. Or, he invented lean. Yeah, you're like, all right. Codeine juice. Um, but he leaves this stuff at a wrestling event. And uh, two wrestlers accidentally drink this potion and are unable to compete against, I believe at the time, what was the WWF, it's now the WWE's Bushwhackers. Those were real wrestlers? Yes, they uh, were. They uh, were real wrestlers called uh, the Bushwhackers. Huh. I don't know enough about wrestling <laughs> either. I'm like, I don't know who the Bushwhackers are. Um, but <laughs> this, uh, so Carl and Urkel have to fill in here. And it's a just, you know, chaos and hilarity ensues from there, as you can imagine. <laughs> Episode opens. We get Waldo, Geraldo, Faldo, and old Eddie Winslow on the couch just joking about uh, how loud the magazine page turns are. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, Eddie's getting pissed off because Waldo's licking his fingers and obnoxiously turning magazine pages. That's how 90s it was. <laughs> for like nowadays, like it's just two people scrolling phones next to each other. There's no sound involved unless you're just like letting her rip or right. you know, <laughs> playing a game or you're on speakerphone or watching videos without a pot earbud sure. in or something. You know, like it's that. funny because like that's it has changed the scope of like waiting rooms except for like doctors offices and like I was at the car uh service dealership the other, you know, a little while ago the other day and waiting for my car to be repaired and there was magazines. So, they still have them in the wild. See them at the dentist's office. Swank Swank and Hustler Field and Stream. Yeah, b- uh, Biggins. Um Okay. Yeah. This is a clean podcast. <clears throat> I, I tried to take I, off the E this week, and now look, there you I go. I complained at the customer service desk about it. I said, about our podcast? About the biggins. <laughs> I said, these are not the type of, of you know uh, editorials that you need to be putting out for your customers. And they, were, and they told me to stick it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was a Ford dealership. Though, oh, so that's I mean, what I imagined. Uh, I mean... I've been told to stick it several times. Uh, it's mainly when I'm at that hockey stick place. Stick it. Yeah, uh, they love saying <laughs> that's that. The, that's stuff. The, hey, hey, hey buddy. have a great day. Stick it. Stick it. Yeah, <laughs> they say that as soon as you walk in, yeah. as soon as you leave. There's a big bell in there. Welcome to like, stick it. We help you stick it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Now you get it. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm sorry that happened to you at the Ford dealership. Mm. Next time, uh, go to a place I'd like to recommend. One of our sponsors for today. Stick it. Uh, you can visit them anywhere in the Allen, Texas area around my house. Uh, and I'm not joking. We do live around Allen, Texas. So <laughs> <laughs> if you want to try to drive around, there is no stick it, but, uh, Hey, you might see us every now and then, <laughs> uh, don't look for stick it though. They don't exist. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, start talking about wrestling and, uh, Carl enters has a sandwich, sits down on the couch next to old Geraldo and Eddie Winslow, and they, like, two high school boys would, or college kids, whatever they are at this point, they just take that sandwich. What a rude thing to do. I would kick my kid out of the house. (laughs) Be like, hey, ass act. You want a sandwich? Go make a sandwich. You are a grown-ass man. (laughs) If I sit down on the couch with a sandwich and you take my sandwich... It's time to go. Yes. <laughs> That's something. Yeah, that is. You'll get punched in the neck for that. Carl's a cop. He's yeah. not have to take that shit. Yeah. Like, it, no, like, I will make my kids a sandwich if they ask for a sandwich. After a certain point, I'm like, absolutely not. If I make food for myself, do not just snag my food when you are fully capable of making a sandwich like this. Like, come on, kiddo. I have an almost four-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old, and, and I know that routine quite well. 
no, I don't want the grilled cheese that you made for me. I want the grilled cheese that you made, but you also can't eat my grilled cheese because it's my grilled cheese, but I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to throw it on the floor. Oh, I juggle them. Yeah, I do. Uh, I try to get three grilled cheese in my hands and juggle them, and then I'm just like, hey, whatever one lands in my mouth here, that's <laughs> you get the rest. You're just okay? taking bites out of them as they're passing. You get what falls on the floor. I get what goes in my mouth here because <laughs> I'm not that good at juggling. So that's how it goes. <laughs> and then my kids typically eat off you know the ground yeah it's tough strengthens them god yes strengthens them that's the 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 main thing that you want to do for your children is is yeah that's how they avoided yeah that's how they avoided being allergic to sunlight (laughs) um yeah that's right it is good because if you you don't want to end up like those kids in horror movies i think it's really bad for you yeah uh, so Carl sees the wrestling magazine. It's one of the magazines that Eddie and uh, Geraldo Waldo Faldo or Waldo Geraldo Faldo were. There you go. Thank you. WGF Waldo Geraldo Faldo. Geraldo starts. Oh, GG. It is Geraldo. a G. Yeah, it's not an H. Stupid language. Geraldo. Uh, and he quickly says, hey, man. I know that dude on the back of that magazine there, on the cover of that magazine. I used to go to high school and be on the wrestling team with that wrestler That's there. That's right, Carl did, yeah. And it's a big dude, no lie. Yeah. That, that dude looked giant that Carl <laughs> knew there. Uh, he was at least like 6'4". Did you have a wrestling phase? Because Eddie looks like he's in college. I mean, and this was the early 90s, so I get it. It was kind of sweeping the country. Yeah. And it had been a thing in the 80s, but I... Didn't did I didn't. you? Nope, nope, not at all. I I knew people like I had friends that were way into wrestling, played like wrestling video games, had like wrestling toys and shit. The video games were cool; they were pretty fun. So like uh, WWE on like ninety seven or something on uh, on in sixty four was pretty dope. I must admit, I played that at Brooks Abnick's house a lot, <laughs> uh, a lot because they loved wrestling. Houses um, with two boys, I can imagine wrestling. Yeah five boys well yeah that's the thing anything more than two and wrestling is going to be popular this was a house full of five boys which it's funny because i always remember growing up and like his mom was so mean like what i perceived as so mean and now i think about it i'm like she wasn't mean she had five boys the only way to be she had five boys so like yeah she was hardcore they're wild animals at that point yeah i would feral people living in your house essentially yes and there's there's nothing else you can do. There's five of them. They're, they're all boys. They're banshees. They're wild animals. I know. Right. So uh, it's like I think about it. And I was like, she wasn't mean. She was just a mom Stressed. of five boys. And exactly. Tired all the time. Stressed and tired all the time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that until like you know just recently. <laughs> and that's when you're like, oh, what's that, honey? You want to take all five boys to the wrestling match? Please, Definitely. I will stay here. Definitely take. I'm taking the night off. You guys yeah. go do whatever you want to do. Please. My wife said that she she liked wrestling. She watched. She got caught up in it. She watched wrestling. Apparently, like I get the appeal, and I think a lot of the again same with you. I've got friends that are very into wrestling, sure. so I understand why they're appealed by it yeah. or what's appealing to them bu- about it. Nathan's a wrestling fan, isn't he? That, that's fan? right, buddy yeah. of ours. Yeah, my, my buddy Nathan. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a he's a big old wrestling fan. Uh, so. Again, a lot of the guys are improv actors. They're all very good at performance art to a degree. It's their version of performance theater. And uh, so I I understand the appeal. There's drama. It's like a soap opera. It's a show. 
I get it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I never had like a Stone Cold Steve Austin phase or a Goldberg Sting phase. Like I remember a lot of people going through. Right, right. Yeah. And then I think Hulk Hogan's like a terrible person or something. I don't know. I used to watch his reality show. Okay. Hogan knows best. I remember it. I did not watch much of it. I do remember a little bit of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed like a terrible human. Why yeah. did celebrities do so many dumb reality shows like that? I don't know. But thank God they did. <laughs> <laughs> thank the good Lord they did. Thank God. Uh, so, on a whim... Carl's like, well, hey, if that guy's in town and they're doing a match tonight, let's just go. So Waldo, Geraldo, Faldo, Eddie, and Carl are out the door. But wait, Urkel shows up. Steve's got to come. Yeah, This is when we find out about the snooze juice. So he doesn't <laughs> have time to go back home. Doesn't leave the snooze juice there. He's like, hey, I got this stuff. And so he's going to tag along. Uh, we quickly cut to the kitchen. For this like very quick B storyline that they set up with Harriet, Richie, and Laura. Richie has to come home from school and Richie's like the little kid, yeah. right? He has to confess that he told a lie to his teacher about homework flying out the window. Which and it, who by the way, who is whose son is he? It was a woman who was there before, and then I think she just like got written off, or that actress wasn't available at a certain point. Is it uh, like is, is she, she was like a sister of Harriet or okay, something like okay. that? Yeah, so I think it's Aunt Harriet to that kid and Uncle Carl. Okay, sure, and, and cousin whatever. Yeah, their kids' names. Le- I don't know if it's cousin Lisa? Eddie, like Lisa. vacation. Old cousin Eddie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but the kid basically told a fib at school, and it was a real lie yeah. about, hey, my homework got knocked out the window by some wind, and then an eagle picked it up and flew it to Germany. <laughs> so an over-exaggerated lie from a kid. Anyway, that's all we set up there. So like, hey, Rick, Richie, don't lie. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Lying's not good. <sighs> then we go back to the wrestling match. Psycho twins are warming up with their promoter. There's a little bit of press around, kind of doing interviews and taking photos. Carl walks in, sees Lyle. Mm-hmm. Lyle knows him immediately. He's like, Carl Winslow. <laughs> How old do you think Carl is at this point? He's got... 45. Yeah, the thing, Eddie is a old kid. <laughs> like, Laura's at the end of high school. Eddie's out of high school. Yeah, Eddie's like 20. And so the, they say, I haven't seen you since high school wrestling class. So they have not seen each other in 20 years i mean 25 27 years and as soon as he said his name hey lyle like i mean just like he knew him immediately we're like damn like him and carl like must have been best friends or something sure. like i've seen people like i saw matt luna like about two years ago at a soccer match and again if you're just like at a soccer game with your kids like, I'm just hanging out. And I got my headphones in, and I'm just like, hey. and, you know, your kid's on the bench. Sure. I'm not really watching a five-year-old <laughs> soccer game. No offense. If a kid's on the bench, like, I'm not paying attention to what's going on in the rest of the game. I'm just listening to a podcast. Not or, analyzing the coach's no, skills. or anything. Not even a little bit. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, not going to coach my kid on what to do next when he gets in there. Like, all right, what those other kids were doing, they're playing soft in the D. You got to get them in the zone there. You need to play total football here. <laughs> oh, so again, he just walks up to me. He's like, Steve, hey. Like, <laughs> you know, did you just, recognize him? Like, no. Immediately? So you 
I mean, no, he had to. Do, it's me, man. It's that weird, that awkward moment. Luna, and you're like, oh, <laughs> hey, what are you doing up? up here? You live up here? He's like, no, my, you know, it was like a his wife's, you know, somebody has a sister. A sure. Yeah, like it was just a family member relationship or something. But I like people I saw like there was a neighbor who lived across the street from me and I couldn't remember him. Like, and I'm just like, oh, uh, hey, man. Pal. Yeah. <laughs> so it's tough. Like him and Lyle must have been very good sure. friends. So, to, be, to immediately recognize him. Yeah. Off, yeah. Just like voice alone, pretty much. Because like he had barely turned around and See, he knew Carl from that voice or like it just and he didn't say anything inside. It was just like, hey, Lyle. It wasn't like an inside joke or anything. I was like, damn. Was I, thought that, I thought that would happen, but. I've had a couple of recent experiences in which I did recognize them. So like I saw Peter Boynton and recognized him immediately. And he that recognized, he recognized me. He I was, hope he doesn't listen to any of this stuff either. Doubtful. Uh, but he, he was, he was at, uh, like I was at like an engagement party, I guess, or like whatever, not engagement, like a wedding pre wedding mm-hmm. party. I don't know what you call it. And, uh, rehearsal dinner, I guess it was technically oh. <laughs> <laughs> without the rehearsal part. So just a dinner, uh, and yeah, saw him. He was there with like work people, uh, and then I saw Mary Lowey at oh, the yeah. at the zoo, sure, uh, and recognized her. And she, after an awkward pause, recognized me. So that because I don't, I'm not like it's Jordan. I just stay quiet until they re- until they're like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> who are you? Do I know or, you? Or they're like, oh, Jordan Wilson, I know you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So nobody really knows you, though. Mm-hmm. You're like a ghost. Mm-hmm. Very unknowable. An enigma wrapped in a, a pig in a blanket. Yeah. So uh, hats off to Lyle and Carl for knowing each other so well and picking it up so quickly. I just remembered that I got little Smokies in my fridge. I thought you were going to say your car. And I was like, dear <laughs> God, get out there now. I went to the grocery store right before this. I forgot. Oh my God, Mr. <laughs> Smokey, what's happened? Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, uh, like, so they all leave and say, "Hey, Lyle tells Carl and the gang, like, come back tonight. I'll get your front row seats here." Yeah. So they catch up and like, all right, which was nice. That was cool. Yeah, that is cool because they did not talk for more than thirty seconds. Yeah. Like I said, like, hey, we haven't seen each other since high school. How you been? This has been great. Nothing else other than that. And then, hey, come back later tonight. I'm still warming up. All that good stuff. See the show. Urkel leaves the bottle of snooze juice on the mat there. Damn it. And uh, Lyle just grabs it after they leave. And he's like, ooh, delicious juice. It also was like you'd think that he would have had it in a vial or like a test tube or like uh, some sort of like sciency container. Great point. But he just put it in a sports water bottle. Yes, it looked like a <clears throat> sports water bottle. And he, great, left it, great point. he left it on a wrestling mat. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You like, can't blame Lyle for that. That's no. right. It was a water He's bottle. He's in the middle of a workout right. and, and he grabbed it. I agree. Had it been in a, the proper receptacle. <laughs> yes, I agree. I don't think he would have drank out of a an, vial an, sitting or, there. An Meyer right. flask right. or something. That <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't know, like, my name is Earl in Meyer mask that you're talking about there. <laughs> I only know that term because I've watched Breaking Bad so many times. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I I watched Breaking Amish a couple times, and it was okay. Oh, I loved that show. 
I, you know, I didn't watch it more than maybe My twice. wife kept being like, it's real. It is real. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's so not. It's obviously not real. They no, have it to is. film it in two weeks and get a whole season's worth of production it out of this. It is real, babe. And it's <laughs> okay. None of it is real, but I love, I you, love it just as much. <laughs> Why did you wink at me after you said that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's holding up like crossed fingers over there, <laughs> throwing double winks. <laughs> I've never seen such behavior. It's terrible. It's not true. Um, so we get back again, the wink. Uh, and then the promoter <laughs> is out there and he says, hey, the Psycho Twins have passed out in the locker room after drinking too much snooze juice. And this guy's in disarray. He's like, we're on the air in 10 minutes. I'm going to get sued. The guy that comes out reminds me of Bob Newhart. Okay. Yeah, he's got a little Newhart vibe to him. Like, I thought it was Newhart at first. And I was like, no that way. sex beast Newhart. Love Bob Newhart. Uh, but the promoter basically just jumps to threatening Carl. I love Newhart, too. Good. But he threatens to sue Carl and Steve, basically, because he's going to get sued. They're like, oh, because Urkel's like, they must have drank my snooze juice. And, whatever, <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They drank your fucking snooze juice, Urkel, you idiot. <laughs> like, okay. And he says they're going to be asleep till Thursday. Yeah, he was like, well, depending on how much they had. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd imagine it was a Saturday or Sunday night match. Maybe it was Friday night wrestling, but damn, a six-day knockout. They have to go to the hospital for that. Like, you can't just leave them in the locker room passed out. Yeah. It worked for Romeo and Juliet. Or at least Juliet or Romeo. I can't remember which one. I think it was Juliet. Was it a whole six days? I thought it was like three days I or think something. It was probably three days. Okay. I, I only saw the Leonardo DiCaprio version. It's the best one. It's the only one you ever need to see. I agree. Um, the best one. You know that that movie gets kind of a bad rap. Like people are like, it's not. <laughs> yes. I, that movie is uh, a masterpiece. Course. Yeah. It's, um, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. It's the Boz Lorman director. He's the guy who did Elvis and he's done a bunch of other stuff. See, I tried to watch Elvis. See? I got through like a quarter of it and I was like, this is so boring. I need to give it another shot. You're boring. I need to give it another no, shot. No, I'm just kidding. It, where did you watch it? At home? At home. Yeah. That's, it was I like would, late night too. I would so imagine it's, it's not a great time. at home watch because you're <clears> right. It is not uh, an enticing story right. all the way through. I only saw it in the theaters and it was mainly just cool because it looked cool. It's no the Romeo theater. and Juliet. That's for sure. No, we had less to watch back then though. Yeah. I haven't watched Romeo and Juliet in a long time. Oh, I watch it like three times a year. I watch it quarterly, probably. Actually. Okay, that's good. If that's one of your OKRs, you do that. What? <laughs> Have you not been working on your objectives and key results for your QBR, your <laughs> quarterly business reviews, Jordan? No. Welcome to my world. I'm not at your level. It's I, unfortunate. All right, we're doing a quarterly business review. I don't think people realize that technically Steve is my boss. It's not work. a. I'm like a man, middle manager. You're There's still, not a you're boss. You're still technically my boss. It's more like a supervisor, if anything. I make random decisions. I don't think about, people realize that, though. They know. It may, they may have picked up that we work together, but I don't want to realize that. It's not fun <laughs> for me. I hate my life every minute of the day. Hey, I have to think about it, SEO. It, it makes my whole situation a lot easier. I'll tell you that much. Have, just wait until they can me. <laughs> you know, like, well, I'm just kidding. They'll never can me, Jordan. Please I'm America's don't. sweetheart. Please what are you talking that. about? They know they've only got Nathan after me. I don't want to go have to go. They really don't want to do that again. Oh, see, so you'd be fine if it was Nathan. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. We can push over Nathan. It's fine. I'd be fine with that. Um, so 
Carl asked the promoter if there's anything he can do. Uh, and of course, they're going to have to probably jump in the ring. You know that's, that's implied the only here. solution. Right. They don't say it, but you know that's what's happening <laughs> at this point. And conveniently, the, the two, what do they call them? The Dead Ice Killers, the Psycho Twins. Yep. The two Psycho Twins uh, are a large, fat guy and a small, skinny, nerdy guy. That so, does help from perfect. a body type standpoint. Yes. Perfect. They don't have to, you know, alter their clothes. No. And it also helps that they're in masks. Yeah. So that's a very nice. So the bushwhackers are disturbing. They're kind of a little too BDSM for my liking. Oh yeah, <laughs> a little too like sexual dun- pulp fiction dungeon like stuff. A gag ball yeah. in there, a gimpy. It is a little gimpy. <laughs> um, so we see the ring announcer bring in the bushwhackers, and this is the opponent to the Psycho Twins. And they basically just like walk around. They like, look like yeah, NES, marching like NES characters yeah. on like the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> it's terrible. It's really bad. Um, but so the Psycho Twins, Carl and Steve, introduced in straight jackets and are wheeled out by some haughty nurses. Yep. I was like, okay, what are the nurses doing here? Like but Hannibal Lecter-y kind of thing yes, going on. Whole Hannibal Lecter vibe. Uh, so Carl and Urkel jump into the ring, and uh, the pr- promoter lets him know real quick says, hey, uh, I let the guy, or this is a little bit later, but basically they say, hey, I let the Bushwhackers know that you guys aren't the real Psycho Twins, so you're not going to get your asses handed to you right. here. So I know it seems scary right now, but they go in, guns a-blazing, and the Bushwhackers are all good to go along with the act. Uh, Carl, even though he wrestled in high school, this did not look like high school wrestling to me. <laughs> he was ready to go with all the cool wrestling moves. He did have some wrestling moves. Had some leg holds and some... Yeah. yeah. I don't know all the cool names, but yeah, throwing people up against the ropes and what yeah, leg holds. What I like to holds. think about is that like for this episode, for the preparation for this, this episode, they would have had to bring in somebody to show them, you know, like the stunts and like the, you know, so the blocking for the yes. scenes. And so <laughs> just thinking about them doing that and learning it is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Because the guy that plays Carl... I I don't know his real name, but he... Uh, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, damn, I'm pretty sure. Look at you. Look at the brain on you, kid. Oh, it's bad. It's <laughs> like, hey, Steve, do you know anything about the last 10 years? Like, nope. nope. But do you need to know who was on Family Matters? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve. Uh, <laughs> You've only got a specific type of filing cabinet yeah, in, your, in your brain. Hey, so you have no real job skills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> and then that's how I go to sleep at night. Yeah. You know, step by step, day by day. Day by day. <laughs> and then like, what are the rest of the words? I'm like, I, I listen to the melody mainly. I don't know the words. <laughs> like, Steve, this is terrible. Yeah, so it's tough. My therapist has a hard time with me when I'm like, hey, what should I do next in life? They're yeah. like, stop watching 90 sitcoms. And you're like, got it. I'll start a podcast about, about 90, 90 sitcoms. sitcoms. That's a great way to stop watching them, right? They're like, no, you're not. You're going to watch even more now. I'm like, maybe. Or. <laughs> <laughs> Counterpoint. Maybe not. You make them work for it. I'm damn right. I make the streaming services work for it. Yeah. And these listeners. I meant your therapist. Oh, God. I fired her years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> she didn't want anything to do with me either. Uh. Uh, so, 
A lot of progress was made. Um, Urkel, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Urkel does a little dance. Um, they're like, you know, Carl and Urkel are engaging, like I said, in all the classic moves here. And everything's going well yeah. until they find out that Carl is a cop. Yeah, I think Steve was like, arrest him, Carl. Yeah, something along those lines. They're making small talk. And they're like, hey, man, you know, like, what do you guys do for a living? And Steve's like, I'm a student. That's and that right. guy's a cop. That's right. And the guy goes, a cop. We hate cops. That's pretty good, Steve. I'm, I'm known. See, I don't have a, like, I can tell you about Reginald. I might have even gotten his last name wrong earlier. I don't even know that it's Vel Johnson. It might be Del Johnson. <laughs> like, so I'll, I'll I believed like, it. As you should, if you say anything with confidence. You That's said how it. Our, we had a really weird uh, situation where like you can just say anything and even get elected president sometimes. You can just like say stuff. <laughs> you know? like, it's amazing. In fact, I think that might be every president ever has just like said shit. Doesn't matter what you say. Doesn't matter. Like, hey guys, all we have to do is just say a bunch of shit and we might win this thing. I remember in the sixth grade we were gonna elect a like school president and when when one guy campaigned, he said that he was gonna give everybody vending machines in all the hallways and a free gum day. Yeah. Then it, it never happened. No, free McDonald's for everyone never every day. Happened. You could say anything. So yeah, that's just my approach to life as well here on this podcast. Just a politician pr- approach. Reginald Gel Johnson. I'm pretty <laughs> sure is what it is. He's like Doctor Scholes. He's got this like gel feet things. Uh, so at, at a certain point, they're like, "All right, there's nothing we can do here. Uh, there's a lot of tension." Urkel gets thrown into the stands, mm-hmm. and that's when it escalates. And they're like, "All right, Eddie." We need some help here. Jump in there. Yeah, we're like, I mean, Carl, first up, Carl's a cop. He should know how to at least like detain somebody, even if they're larger than him. Like, I know he doesn't have like a club or like handcuffs. Sure. But he should be able to like take somebody down by the legs and hold them down down and then call for Eddie Mm -hmm. or something like that. But Urkel, no. Urkel's just like, we need help. Get in there, Eddie. <laughs> so, so ridiculous. Eddie <laughs> and Waldo storm the ring, and then everyone storms the ring. So it did turn out to be a brilliant plan. I was like, that is how you can get the match to stop. Just a brawl. Just turned it into an all brawl. Yeah. So Just clear the bench. And uh, then we get back to the Winslow home. Urkel and Carl are on the couch blaming each other for uh, how injured they are. <laughs> they have neck braces arm slings and wrist wraps and then uh we we get a phone call ring and lou the promoter calls wants them back for next week such a great job incredible (laughs) they got the job they're the and that's what i'm like i guess they're the new psycho twins until they wake up like i guess so or do they have a new they were supposed to wake up on tuesday so maybe the yeah maybe they just maybe they fired those guys they're like you guys aren't a draw anymore Exactly. Do they have a new persona that they have to come up with? Like the cop and the kid or something, cop and a half, you know, like something along those lines. They could do it. Cop, yeah. There's already a cop in wrestling, right? Like the village people. There's got to be. There's bound to be. There's tons of personas. What would your wrestling persona be? Oh, landscaping guy? Yeah, exactly. Mower guy. guy. I'd be like evil Mr. Bean. No, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd wear like a suit and a tie and be like, you know, have that little teddy bear and then rip his head off and there's like blood gushing everywhere. 
And I'm not even into wrestling. If you're listening right now, listener, uh, I want you to find Strip Mall Steve on social media and look at pictures of him. Hey, that's a great idea. Plug my social media so that you can so that you can then see uh, how much of an incredible likeness he is to Mr. Bean, Mr. Roan Atkinson. At Strip Mall Steve everywhere on Instagram. Also follow Sideshow Frazier. Uh, you can follow Jordan at uh i don't even know junko keys 64 or something like that 72 not very active i forget (laughs) exactly in lots of ways he's starting to play pickleball i've heard though (laughs) jordan's big pickleball guy anything pickle related yeah yeah but follow us there give us a review give us a rating those things are always a bunch of fun and uh, we'll see you next time on another fabulous edition of sideshow frazier (laughs) 